As part of my research into erectile dysfunction, Ed, I came across a startling bit of information from Memorial Sloan Kettering, one of the world's leading cancer hospitals and research centers. They had this to say about erections. The tissue that causes you to get an erection, erectile tissue, is a muscle. Going long periods of time without an erection is unhealthy for erectile tissue and may damage it. We believe having erections keeps erectile tissue healthy. This is the first time I've encountered this information. It doesn't say orgasms are needed, just erections. Sloan Kettering has a lot of experience with ED. It's a common issue with prostate and some other cancers in their therapies. This advice suggests that practicing male chastity should include regular opportunities to allow erections. Mrs. Lyon always unlocked me every two or three days. While unlocked, she teased me. I had plenty of frustrating erections. Practicing long-term male chastity may need to take this male conditioning into account. I know that there are men who have successfully stayed locked up for long periods and still maintain their ability to get hard. Perhaps when we tried to get hard inside our devices, that provided sufficient exercise to maintain penis health. It makes sense to consider this advice when doing long-term lockups. One of the most frequent questions that we get is whether penis size is affected by long-term wearing of a male chastity device. I wore a device for more than three years with only the regular exercise sessions that Mrs. Lyon gave me. There was no change in size as a result of being locked up. I haven't heard of any erectile tissue damage as a result of wearing a male chastity device. That doesn't mean it doesn't happen. No one has studied the effects of long-term male chastity device wear. Since people are more likely to comment if they have a problem, it's likely that the risk of damage caused by a male chastity device is low. Based on my experience and what I've read, the following suggestions provide a sensible framework for safely practicing enforced male chastity. If wearing a device causes irritation of any kind, immediately remove the device. A properly fitted male chastity device can be worn without any irritation or discomfort. Adding lube or creams to relieve irritation might cover more serious damage later. Invest in a device that fits without hurting you. Stay clean. Closed tubes like the Holy Trainer can breed bacteria. Urine can remain inside and cause problems for you. Open cages like the jailbird are easier to keep clean. Even they get buildups of body oils and other materials. If your device begins to smell, remove it and clean the device and your penis. It makes sense to remove any device at least weekly to inspect your penis and clean both it and the device. I bought an inexpensive ultrasound jewelry cleaner and use it to deep clean my devices. I put a capful of ultrasonic detergent into the machine and clean for 10 minutes. Doing this monthly will keep your device in great shape. Some people soak their devices in vinegar. This will dissolve body oils but doesn't do as good a job as an ultrasound cleaner. Get regular exercise. Maintain penis health by getting regular erections. Mrs. Lyon exercised me by edging me a couple of times a week. Exercise is not an excuse for more orgasms. Exercise sessions are good times to inspect to make sure there is no irritation. Also, by exercising, Mrs. Lyon and I had a chance to share intimacy without more than some hand attention. Despite the fantasy scenarios, manageable male chastity is a game played by two. The objective is to control orgasms. In the beginning, this usually involves a male chastity device. Over time, it can evolve into free-range male chastity. The objective is the same, and the rules are just as strict. I haven't had a single orgasm that wasn't provided by Mrs. Lyon since 2013. Erections don't count. I can have all of them I want.